0: We are so very fortunate to have a number of radio stations nationwide bringing you this show every weekend. We're incredibly grateful for each of those stations because we're able to reach folks that would never even know there are conversations about religion and politics happening in this country that are not exclusively fundamentalist and Christian. We're also fortunate to air every weekend on the Internet platform, Progressive Voices, especially since a number of non-conservative talk radio stations have gone out of business in recent years. For a look at the last decade in progressive media... I am delighted to be joined by a man who's been in the thick of all of it all the way through, veteran broadcaster and activist John Sinton. John, welcome to State of Belief Radio.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: Well, it's hard to think about uh, celebrating 10 years on the radio and uh, not thinking about you and the way in which you have uh, devoted your time uh, time and interest to radio, and also very specifically, uh, what a good friend you've been to us. Uh, i tell you how I want to begin. I was thinking this morning about uh, the first time uh, that I went uh, in New York City, the first time I went to the studios of Air America to get ready to do the first show that we did, and all of the... Um, uh, anxiety that I felt, and wonder of uh, what what are we about to do, and uh, what what 's going on here, uh, take us back to those early days of Air America. What was the thinking behind that immense undertaking
1: well uh, I'll take you back to late two thousand two. Of course, we didn't come on the air until March of two thousand four, but in late two thousand two, I was listening to, I think Rush Limbaugh on the radio, and my blood pressure was going up and up and up. And I'm a, you know, I'm a radio professional, and I'm thinking to myself, why is there nothing on the other side of the political aisle that? that at least attempts to tell the truth and doesn't lie with such impunity and isn't so hateful. And that's, that was the kernel of it. And uh, uh, I had been working with our friend Mike Malloy, and he was up in Chicago, and there were some investors up there who were interested in taking him national. And I said to them, I just don't think that one progressive radio show will be able to make a stand on a radio station where it is surrounded by the sean hannity's and michael savage's and rush limbaugh's of the world i don't know that any station will take just the one show and i come from music radio where we would never play a classical uh, piece in between led zeppelin and foghat We called it formatic purity. And I said to those around me, you know, if we could get 24 hours, seven days a week of progressive programming like Mike Malloy, then I think we'd stand a chance. So that was the kernel of the idea. And and I'm happy to delve farther into it if you wish. But I'll just tell you that it took about a year to... Talk uh, al franken and uh, uh, and the others that we started with, I felt very strongly that we needed a marquee name, and that was the point of trying to get somebody with a very high profile like uh, uh, now senator franken and uh, and then we just had the good fortune to stumble onto to a number of really great uh, talent and shows s- state of belief included well, thank you
0: well, what impact? Do you think Air America had
1: during its time on the air? Well, you know it's a it's a it's a good and funny question. It, it's it's important to note that w- w- with your help and everyone else's, we debuted to about three million people. Now, the, my point in having Al Franken. And in other words, having a big name lead was that I had hoped that we would garner a lot of media attention. And sure enough, uh, you know, Time magazine at the time, Newsweek magazine, uh, 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 Nightline, Good Morning America, Today Show, they all had Al on. So that was very helpful. So we debuted with a lot of people. And then, as you recall, very shortly thereafter, one of our investors uh, turns out, as Al liked to say, he was bad at math. He told us he had thirty million dollars, and turned out he had about thirty dollars. And so, w- right away, we were behind the eight ball, and we were very concerned that w- that that for as hard as we had worked for years in the background to get this thing on the air, that it was going to die. And Janine Garofalo, who was doing nights for us, the wonderful actress and comedian, uh, she she pulled me aside in one of most depressed moments and she said look i answer these phones every night and we are satisfying a, a, a demand we are scratching an itch and no matter what happens here i guarantee you we have kicked down the door of media and you know what sure enough Uh, From our little experiment at Air America, MSNBC was launched as a progressive talk outlet. And, of course, Rachel wound up going over there and it got pretty big. And uh, 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 just any number of other shows and publications, I think the Daily Kos was sort of spawned from us. And, uh, you know, I just have to say that at the moment when when we, we were despairing, that we had tried so hard and probably failed uh we didn't understand the long-term impact that we were going to have and and I have to say I think Janine was right I think we did kick down the door
0: mhm that that's a very interesting uh uh explanation I think uh, are are you able um to speculate now in retrospect um as to what went wrong? Was it the idea? Was it the execution? Was it uh, uh, lack of money? And and I want to also tag that question by saying this is not the question of a, um investigative reporter. It's uh, the investigation, mm-hmm. it's the question of a person who wants to know what uh, the challenges of progressive radio are all about.
1: Well, it's a fair question. And uh, you, you know, I rarely get to answer it, and I'm amused, or maybe bemused, when when I read in the media other people answering the question. In fact, I just had to correct someone last week who writes a uh, uh, a radio industry newsletter who who did not quite understand either the impact of Air America or or, or why it failed in its original iteration. And it, it is uh, you could make the argument. That execution was bad, and uh, and that Rachel Maddow and Al Franken and Mark Maron and Welton Gaddy—that all those, uh, all, all that rich array of talent was bad. But I, but I I think history would disagree with you. Uh, you look at Mark, and he's got his WTF podcast. I felt at the time Morning Sedition was the best radio program, uh, best morning radio program I'd ever been associated with. And I think Mark has gone on. You know, he had President Obama on his uh, little garage-based uh, podcast a few weeks ago. Um, or a couple of months ago, and clearly Rachel's gone on to do big things on television, and of course Al Franken went to the U.S. Senate. So I don't think that it was execution, and I think that the idea was was good and, 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 and not flawed. I, I attribute it solely, uh, or at least in the great majority, to the lack of capitalization, and, uh, and I, I, I I'm want to point out that when Rupert Murdoch started Fox News, he committed three hundred million dollars to it, and it lost three hundred million dollars over its first three years before it turned one dime of profit. And I had I had readied our investors uh, to 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 spend about thirty million dollars or a tenth of what Rupert Murdoch had spent uh, in the in the feeling that if we spent about $10 million a year, that over three years, we would become profitable. And we attracted some money from the Pacific Rim. And uh, it turned out that this fellow who was brought to us with great credentials by uh, some very influential and extremely credible people, just nobody, a fraud and uh, sure enough after the first month we're scrambling to make payroll I I, I remember trying to figure out how to get in the uh, in the coke machine to uh, to keep the lights on uh, it was a it was a scramble now thankfully we had a handful of other smaller investors who championed, Uh, air america and who salvaged what we had you know we were off to a very fast start we were on 100 radio stations the fastest uh, radio network to reach 100 station affiliate list in history and we were doing well uh, and then suddenly we had no money so so thankfully a handful of folks stepped up with enough money to sort of keep us alive but not to expand and really not to get us farther than the first year. And they didn't want to put any more money in. And ultimately, those investors decided to declare bankruptcy. By then, Al was running for the Senate and I had stepped away from it. But undercapitalization is what kills most new businesses. And, and uh, sadly, it's, uh, it, I think it's what killed ours. You know, I'm really
0: grateful that there are radio stations that bring state of belief to their listeners every week, and we hear from listeners all the time who are grateful for that as well. But uh, the fact is that in so many parts of the country, that's simply not an option. So I'd like for you to talk about the work that you've been doing uh, to bring progressive talk to an online audience with the Progressive Voices Network.
1: Well, I'm happy to, and you've kind of uh, landed on on my passion. Um, I, I, I feel very strongly, you don't have to stop the presses for this, that media is changing and that all of us now have an online life. And I I equate the smartphone, for instance, to the transistor radio in 1959. Suddenly the wires are cut. You can take the content with you wherever you go. So when we formulated the Progressive Voices Network uh, as an online-only entity, our our decision-making was was this. We said to ourselves, look, we could – Try again to start another radio network, but so much listening now is done online and is done on demand and is done via podcast, Uh, is done sitting in front of a computer or uh, on a smartphone or in a connected car. And clearly that's the future. So my thought process at the time, Welton, was why don't we leapfrog the incumbents who are on AM talk radio uh, a, a medium that, that that wasn't particularly kind to us, and one that didn't necessarily want to embrace a progressive stance. And I, you know, I don't blame them. They had had a lot of success with conservative talk radio. And I just didn't feel that AM radio was necessarily where our future lay. And I, I was, felt fortunate that we were able to get programming on a handful of, uh, of FM radio stations. But I still didn't think that that was going to be the long-term future of this sort of content. And so we, at that time, this is about four years ago, we decided that we would build an app and that we would put the app in the Android store and in the Apple store, that we would call all of this progressive voices and that we would take all of our progressive uh, uh, talk radio friends such as yourself and Tom Hartman, Stephanie Miller and Mike Malloy, uh, Bobby Kennedy, Sam Seder, uh, Mike Papantonio, um, Leslie Marshall. I'm going to be in trouble for whoever I'm leaving out. but you get, but, but, but you get the idea. And uh, you know everybody was really uh, happy to uh, to to jump into this, and I don't disparage terrestrial radio because uh, it's where I have spent the vast majority of my career, and I, I love radio. But what I discovered was that I wasn't really in the radio business; I was really in the communications business, and I, I wanted to learn the lesson of the covered wagon makers at the turn of the last century. You know. Conestoga was was the biggest covered wagon maker, but when the horseless carriage came along, they thought that they were in the covered wagon business. Studebaker, who was their uh, smaller competitor, recognized that they were in the transportation business, and they moved into automobiles from covered wagons. and And uh, I, I just you know I, I like to think that that's what Progressive Voices has done. It recognizes that it's in the communications business, and we will use whatever platform is out there, to get great voices like yours as far and as wide as we can.
0: Well, we appreciate uh, what you do. Um, John, I I don't want this to come across as uh, fishing for compliments, but as we celebrate 10 years of state of belief, uh, I want to ask you straight out why you thought it was important to include – uh, this show in your lineup because uh, for so many progressives, any mention of religion is sort of a turnoff. Uh, yet you invited us to join you. Why?
1: Well, I, I felt very strongly about this, and I have to. I have to credit my wife, um, who kept saying to me, y- "You know, the conservative right wing." has tried to monopolize the whole concept of religion and spirituality in the United States. And she said, I know in my heart that there are just as many spiritual progressives as there are spiritual conservatives. And it isn't right that there's no forum for spiritual progressives. And you should find a show that embodies a much Broader reach and 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 seeks to be heard by everyone, not an uh, the the narrow and narrow minded constituency of conservative talk radio, and th- that was the raison d'être. You know that was why w- we we began the search, and how lucky were we to find y- you, <laughs> Reverend Gaddy, and the Interfaith Alliance, and. And, and and I just, you know, I'm so proud uh, that you are celebrating your 10th anniversary be, because I, I just, I, th- I think what you do is so important and I think that the voice is so important and I reject the idea that progressives lack spirituality. They may not be religious, you know, they may not even be deity oriented, but but they, but they, but they are spiritual, and I just I love the fact that every week you allow us, you take us on a journey, a spiritual journey, and you allow us to hear from these remarkably varied voices, wh- wh- whether they are r- rabbinical or evangelical in nature. Um, I just, you know, I I, th- I think progressives in general, because of the tendency to be tolerant and open minded, are really up for spiritual progressives.
0: John Senton is a broadcast veteran and committed progressive activist who has devoted himself to opening up the media universe to more diverse voices than a deregulated commercially-driven environment has allowed. He was there at the launch of Air America Radio, which was the home of this show until shutting down in 2010, Most recently, John has led an effort to offer an online alternative for listeners not served by Progressive Radio Stations, launching the Progressive Voices Network in 2011. Uh, State of Belief airs on that platform twice every weekend. John, it's been great talking with you today, and I hope that uh, you will keep up the important work that you're doing And I hope that uh, you know we are thankful every week uh, for the kind of support that you give to us and for allowing us to be a part of your network. And I am thankful for you today um, being with us on State of Belief Radio.
1: Weldon, thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure, and I am so proud to be associated with you and State of Belief, and happy anniversary.